and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Here we are. It's the week of September 11th, 2023. Before I get into the show, why don't I just plug everything now? Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World Today. It's all one word. My, in, my Instagram, that's where it's at. That's where you can reach me. My DMs there are always open. Feel free to send me a message. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have ideas for the show, topic ideas, top 10 lists, anything like that. Or if you see something cool, Disney related or not, feel free to send it my way. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. And if you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Also, if you'd like to support me and support this podcast, you could do so. My links are in my Spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. You can become a monthly contributor and it goes a long way, helps me out, helps me, uh, you know, keep this show going. This is a passion project for me. Uh, I wish this was my full-time job, trust me, but um, I do appreciate any and all donations. Before we get into the usual episode and intro, I do want to talk about a little bit you know, I, as I said, the date here, September 11th, uh, it, it's just, it's weird to, you know, to say the date September 11th or 9-11 and not think of what happened, you know, way back in 2001. It's something, um, you know, I, I, we were talking about it at work today. You know, I'm 33 years old. Like, that's like that first I remember where I was moment. And I think for my generation, kids my age, uh, and around my age, it's the same thing. Like that was the first kind of big historical event that took place in our lifetime, um, you know, that we'll never forget. And I, you know, I, I have a really good memory. I remember that day, like it, like I can remember clear as day where I was, what was going on, you know, and everything with September 11th. Um, I've just always been like intrigued and curious about all that stuff. Like every time, every year, you know, around this time, I, I watch all the documentaries. They're, they're always on TV. I'll watch like YouTube clips, TikTok clips. I don't know, just everything about it. I, I've always just found it just intriguing. And I've just been so curious about everyone's stories. And, you know, I, I'll never forget that day. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like it's one of those things like maybe we don't talk about a lot anymore because, you know, time's going on and, you know, we're just kind of moving on. But I remember that day. I was 11 years old. I was in sixth grade. Um, and the school that I went to, my dad also worked at. And I remember, obviously, it was early in the morning. And I'm walking down the hallway from the upstairs classroom downstairs to, my, um, to the first floor to my locker. And I'm walking down the stairs and I hear this eighth grader, like, shouting in, like, the stairwell, like, he's yelling that they, they attacked the White House. They attacked the White House. And we just, you know assumed it was just, you know, some kid yelling random things or whatever. So I get to my locker and my dad, I'll never forget it. I can still kind of picture my dad's face, him telling me the news. Like I can tell on his face that he's like almost out of breath and like something's going on. And he's like, hey, Kev, you're not going to believe this. There was a, a terrorist attack at the World Trade Center. And again, I'm, a, I'm an 11 year old kid from Chicago. I had no idea what the World Trade Center was. No idea. And being that young, like, I don't think I could grasp the importance of it. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know. And I remember uh, our school principal made the decision not to um, tell everyone at once. Like, she went around from classroom to classroom and sat everyone down and, you know, let us know what was going on. And it's just, 
one of those days, like I, I just, I've always been intrigued by hearing other people's stories. Like my coworkers, like I was asking them, like, were you guys still working here? Like, what, what were you doing on that day? What do you remember? I don't know. I've just always been intrigued by it. So I always kind of, you know, I, I'll tell my story, you know, being an 11 year old kid in Chicago, like what it, what it meant to me. I remember the principal talking to us and we had a sixth grade trip scheduled for the next week where we would go to this um, campground in Wisconsin for a week. And it was like a big deal. It was like an overnight trip for like three or four days. You got to, you know, stay in a cabin with all your friends and they canceled it. And I remember like a lot of kids in my class were crying that they canceled this trip, you know, And and it sounds terrible that we were more upset that our field trip was canceled than, you know, the attacks that were going. But again, 11 year old kids, like we had no idea the, you know, how big and serious this was. I remember they canceled all the after school activities. Yeah, so we, uh, me and my cousins, we took the bus home to my grandma's house. I remember she wouldn't let us play outside. And I just remember them having the, the TV and the news on was just replaying, you know, all of the events of that day. And I knew it was a big deal when we got to my grandma's house, they wouldn't let us play outside. Seeing the actual video footage, I remember turning on MTV because we would watch MTV after work and MTV even had news coverage. So that's when I kind of knew that it was real. I'm just kind of tying this all back to Disney. I've always kind of wondered like what was going on at Disney that day? You know, Disneyland, Disney World. I'm sure, you know, those are two, you know, pretty big targets if they wanted to do something, you know. Um, So many people visited and it's such like a, you know, they're landmarks pretty much. And I've always wondered, like, what was going on at Disney? Like, did off the top of my head, like, did they close it? Did they evacuate the parks? Did they make people stay in the hotel? You know, I I don't know. I've always kind of wondered that. Um, I haven't seen too much about it. Like, that had to be a weird feeling, too, you know, being at Disney with this going on, a place where normally everything's just happy and magical, and here's a, you know, a little bit of real life that, you know, I'm sure people were kind of in a panic, but... That's just kind of my thoughts on the day. You know, I think it's important that we never, you know, the, you know, the, the saying never forget. And uh, like I said, I've just always been curious about like people's stories. Like, where were you when it happened? Like, what do you remember? My one coworker who I'm closest with, uh, he's 25 years old. He doesn't really know of it at all. You know, he was what, five years old when it happened. He has no idea, you know, the, the importance of it what was going on doesn't remember really anything of that day so it's just kind of weird um and just kind of made me think and I figured might as well talk about my story a little bit here but let's move on to some disney talk now last week's episode we talked about disney's port orleans riverside one of my favorite resorts probably my favorite moderate resort had a lot a lot of fun talking about that one it used to be called dixie landings and a lot of my great family memories took place at that resort i just kind of go over the history of it Um, you know, just a basic rundown and review of the resort. So if you're interested in listening to that, it's available everywhere. And on to this week now, we got some big news coming. I was, I had something else originally planned and I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot that the D23 convention was taking place. So today we're going to be talking about the D23 announcements in regards to Disney parks and my thoughts and review and reactions to them. So that's all I got for this intro. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board! 
So the D23 convention is a uh, pretty big deal for Disney nowadays. And it definitely seems like something that's more recent. Like, I want to say like within the last five years or so, uh, maybe five to ten years, it feels like they've definitely used D23 to make all of their big announcements. You know, the, the convention's been around a while and it just kind of seems like in the past... You know, it was just kind of like a, a smaller thing where like Disney diehards can go and get like sneak peeks of stuff and maybe maybe they'll announce some movies or whatever. Now, you know, the last few years especially, it just seems like this is their premier event to kind of announce all of the big changes that are coming, you know, in the upcoming year, upcoming years, uh, what to expect from Disney. And this will probably be my uh, go-to topic, uh, you know, every September from here on out. Uh, you know, I, I did it last year for the first time and I decided to cover it just because it seemed like there was just so much news coming out of D23. I felt like I had to talk about it on the podcast. And last year, I pretty much covered everything. I covered, you know, what was coming to Disney World, Disney Parks Around the World, uh, Disney Movies, Disney Plus, Marvel, Star Wars, um, and although that's fun to kind of go over all of that stuff, I think for this year and this week's episode... I'm just going to kind of stick to the Disney World plans uh, that were announced just because I feel like there was some big stuff and, um, you know, definitely worthy of me taking the time and, and kind of breaking down each one, not just, you know, listing off what they're doing, just kind of, you know, going over it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, D23 and all the changes and announcement that they have planned for Walt Disney World. So I'm just going to kind of break it down through each park um, at the end, I'll just kind of go over anything I missed or anything that's important that's uh, come up. Um, I'm recording this early in the week, so maybe there will be more info that comes out later on. And I'll try to add that in at the end. But for starters, I think we're going to go to the Magic Kingdom. We're going to start off, start off there, just kind of go through each park and what's coming. The first one I want to cover at the Magic Kingdom is an interesting one. The Hatbox Ghost is confirmed and coming to the Haunted Mansion attraction in late November. Now, long-term, does it matter that it's coming in late November? No. Um, the fact that they're adding the Hatbox Ghost finally to the ride, um, I think we're all kind of happy about that. It's one of those things where, um, you know, non-Disney people will probably have no idea what we're talking about. They probably won't even notice or care, maybe. Um, but like the Hatbox Ghost is like one of those characters where if you're a true Disney fan, a Disney diehard, if you're like really into the Haunted Mansion and everything behind it, then you're pretty pumped, pretty excited. I know my mom loves the Hatbox Ghost. She loves like collecting, like she, I've talked about before, she, like she loves collecting a lot of Disney, um, I don't know how to put it, like figurines and shadow boxes and artwork, like a lot of that cool stuff. And she's really into like the classic Disney stuff, the classic Disney attractions. So Haunted Mansion, Tiki Room, Pirates of the Caribbean, those are some of their favorites. So like the Hatbox Ghost, she's like, she was the one that like, like kind of educated me on like what the Hatbox Ghost character was and all that. Uh, so that'll be cool that he's finally coming, you know, to the Haunted Mansion attraction here at Walt Disney World. My, my main thing with this announcement is it just feels like Disney just really had poor timing with everything connected to this new recent Haunted Mansion movie. Now, I did an entire episode on the movie and, you know, my review of it. Um, and me and my wife were just talking about it the other day, like how much we enjoyed that movie. You know, I think part of it for us was like, 
Um, this was, we saw it like a week and a half uh, before she gave birth and we kind of knew that that was coming. Uh, and it was kind of like, uh, you know, we pretty much said to each other like, hey, let's go on like one last date night because uh, we're probably not going to have one for a while. So we got di- dinner, we went to a movie, you know, got popcorn, got candy, got Slurpees, all that good stuff. And we had a blast just going to the movies, um, you know, watching a movie. And then I think we both were just pleasantly surprised with how good the movie was. I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. And a lot of times nowadays with the movies, like that's all I ask for. Like, I don't want to sit there and be critiquing it and be bored and be like just my mind wandering off. I just want to be like involved in the movie. I want to be interested and I just want to be entertained from start to finish. And we both loved it. If you're a Disney fan, if you're a Honda Mansion fan, you're going to love all the references. It's coming to Disney Plus, uh, I think like October 4th. But again, getting to my point, they released that movie in July. The Haunted Mansion. They released it in July. They released it like a week or two after Barbie and Oppenheimer. Why would you do that, Disney? Why? You just push it back. Like if, if the Haunted Mansion movie was coming out now or even like early October... I feel like, one, the box office numbers would have been a lot better. I feel like, overall, maybe the ratings would be a lot better, too, because, you know, if you're going to the movies when there's all these other good movies out, you know, maybe The Haunted Mansion doesn't seem as good. But if you go and you see it when there's nothing else out, like maybe it kind of, you know, gives you a better view of it. Maybe it gets better ratings. Maybe people aren't hating on it as much. That's what I don't understand. Like, okay, Haunted Mansion, it should be coming out in fall slash around Halloween. They they release it in July on a terrible weekend to release it. Like, that was their first mistake. Um, And now, you know, with the Hatbox Ghost, like, not really a spoiler, but it's a huge part of the movie. And you're going to, you know, put them in the parks after all the Halloween stuff ends. You know, and I guess it doesn't matter because it's the Haunted Mansion. It's... No, he, he, he'll be involved in the in the ride year-round. I just think it would have been a lot better timing if Disney kind of synced everything up and the Haunted Mansion movie was coming out around the same time as the Halloween party was going on at the same time that the Hatbox Ghost was debuting in the park. That, I mean, come on, guys. Am I crazy? That just seems like it's just very logical. Like, why would they not do that? But that's the first bit of news. Early November, the Hatbox Ghost coming to the Magic Kingdom. Next, uh, let's see, they announced a brand new version of the Country Bear Jamboree uh, featuring country versions of Disney songs, uh, a rename for one of the country bears, Romeo McGrawl. Um, so basically, they're just kind of revamping the Country Bear Jamboree. It's going to be just like a kind of more broader country bear sing-along musical type thing. And to be honest, this attraction really needs it. Uh, I, my parents, you know, they went to Disney in July and uh, they went and they saw the Country Bear Jamboree. There was four people in the theater. It was like a Saturday afternoon in July at the Magic Kingdom, four people in the theater. And it's just, you know, it's it's a dated attraction. I appreciate the, uh, the legacy, um, the history behind it, how long it's been there, but it needs a facelift. I think this is a good way to do it. You're, you're changing it, but not like destroying it. You know, you're kind of keeping some of those same classic country bear kind of vibes to it just kind of updating it a little bit making it a more modern you know updating the songs making it more like a sing-along i think that would be pretty cool and a you know Frontierland at disney is going to be interesting um because all you really have is thunder mountain and some shops and what tom sawyer's island 
Um, so we'll see what kind of happens there. It kind of leads me into our next point here. So they're just kind of teasing um, that a bunch of new things are coming and the potential of expansion at the Magic Kingdom is a possibility. Again, they teased this last year at D23 and they're kind of doing the same thing again. Um, I believe he kind of worded it as beyond Thunder Mountain. So it would be an expansion kind of connected to Frontierland or behind Frontierland, that area of the park. Would it be a continuation of Frontierland? It doesn't really sound like it because they again mention Encanto. They mention like a villains themed land. This one I just have a lot of thoughts on because a villains themed park, or I'm sorry, a villains themed land is definitely really interesting and sounds awesome. And it's something I've always kind of thought about. Um, I kind of just said it there. Like I've always kind of thought about like a villains themed park or a, you know, a new, a fifth theme park with, you know, a really huge part of it being a villains themed land. So for them to, you know, maybe put it in the Magic Kingdom here, it worries me a little bit because I feel like they'd have to kind of cram it in there. I don't know how much room they actually have. And if they're, if they're considering doing like two separate like lands, like an Encanto or, you know, another Disney movie along with a villain's land, it seems like it's definitely going to be crammed. Whereas I feel like if you're doing villains, it's either got to be a park or, you know, an entire section of a park. Like, you know, think about like Epcot has World Showcase and like Future World, like a fifth park I feel like would want, I would want a villain's half and then another half. So if they're going to do like a villain's, you know, themed land there, um, I just hope they don't cram it and rush it and just do it just to do it. Like it needs to be, it needs to be really well done. And I'm also worried about just Frontierland in general, like with Splash Mountain being changed to Princess and the Frog. Um, and that movie takes place in New Orleans. So I don't know how that fits in the Frontierland. Um, I'm just kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm just a little curious on the direction of Magic Kingdom now and where they're heading with this. So again, they're, again, they're just teasing it. I don't know why they keep doing this. They did the same exact thing last year. Um, but this is one of those we're just going to have to kind of wait and see. All right. And so for the last thing I have here coming to the Magic Kingdom is a new Pirates themed tavern, uh, with the Barker Parrot coming to Adventureland. Uh, this one potentially could be replacing the Tortuga Tavern that's right across uh, the walkway from the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. And in my opinion, like one of the, like just kind of like a waste of space, to be honest. Like I feel like the Tortuga Tavern is like never open when I'm there. It's like open seasonally, open weird hours. Like again, Disney, I feel like kind of dropped the ball. You had Pirates of the Caribbean blockbuster movie turns into a blockbuster franchise of what three or four movies you know the character jack sparrow one of the most iconic in disney history now and they added jack sparrow to the ride and then that was it i've been saying it for years like how did they not expand on adventureland and add more pirate stuff they have the pirate stage there's like a tiny little show you know and the tortuga restaurant like they should have completely, you know, revamped that Adventureland area. Keep it Adventureland, but make that one little section all pirates themed. They should have had the Tortuga Tavern, like a, you know, a staple of Adventureland. People, you know, should have wanted to go there nonstop. Make it like a pirates themed sit down casual restaurant, you know, something like that. You know, uh, maybe like a better pirate state, like something. They should have added more, maybe another attraction even. You know, you had all those you had characters and stuff, and those movies were absolutely huge. They did crazy box office numbers. 
There's talks to this day about a reboot or another movie or getting Johnny Depp back, but, you know, adding a Pirates-themed tavern here is a good idea, you know, kind of a, a little late, but hey, might as well, you know, especially if they're thinking about bringing back the Pirate movies or bringing back, you know, Jack Sparrow or, or whatever, you know, make the the main staple of adventure in that area. How about a, a, a Pirates tavern that's actually open and you can get food from year-round you know, <laughs> during normal hours of the park. So that one will be cool. I hope they do it right again. You know, maybe have like a signature drink or some signature food item. Um, and I think it would fit in perfectly there in Adventureland, you know, right by uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, let's move on to Epcot now. The first one I have, I know I talked about it briefly, I believe on last week's episode, but Journey of Water, the Moana attraction is going to be opening October 16th and will include a meet and greet with Moana. I know they had the cast member previews, so, you know, we're getting a lot of, uh, you know, picture and, and videos. Um, you know, I, I, I looked at it. Um, I was talking with one of you guys on Instagram. This is one of those attractions. It's I, I just need to realize that it's not for me. You know, they, they didn't make this for my demographic, the 33-year-old man. Um, it's, uh, you know, it looks like it, it'll be something that maybe my son would enjoy, like, um, you know, a walkthrough attraction with like cool, um, like, um, water effects and grass sculptures and all this like stuff like that. Um, seems like it might be kind of cool for the younger kids. They'll be able to enjoy it. But for, you know, the older crowd, the parents, yeah, we just, I think we need to understand that this one isn't really for us. I don't know, you know, I don't know why they decided to go with a walkthrough attraction. Like to, to be honest, like why? Moana is a is a ride based in I believe like Hawaii, right? It's tropical island water. The whole movie revolves around water in the ocean. Why not do a water ride? You know, the more that I'm thinking about this, it would have been cool if, or maybe if it, it would have fit a little better if they changed Splash Mountain into a Moana attraction and just kind of uh, extended Adventureland and kind of made that like the last kind of section of Adventureland and then Thunder Mountain um, would have been, you know, Frontierland, the start of Frontierland and maybe try to connect it that way. Uh, that way you could have had a water ride that's actually based on a movie with water. Um, the whole movie revolves around it. I think they would have done a really good job. You know, I, I really like the movie Moana. I like The Rock. I like all like the Hawaiian type vibes. Um, so I'm, I'm just a little more biased. Um, I think it's been cool. You know, I feel like Moana is a bigger entity anyway. Like, you know, the we'll be talking about it, you know, a lot. But with like with Disney announcing a an Encanto themed attraction, why why isn't you know is that going to be a ride? Is that going to be a dark ride? What is that going to be like? If Encanto gets a dark ride or coaster type ride, anything like that, and Moana gets a walkthrough attraction, I'll have a big problem with that because Moana I feel like is such a bigger franchise they're already in talks to do the live action remake um you know Encanto is still somewhat new but I feel like it's definitely not as big and not as popular and you know is it even deserving of an attraction you know if anything I feel like that should be a walkthrough attraction you can have like um you know a house that kind of comes alive and like different effects and stuff that seems like it would make more sense but Moana the journey of water Again, like this new version of Epcot, is going to take uh, it's going to take a little while for me to get used to. I'm sure a lot of you guys as well. It's going to be a lot different than what we're used to. And you know, now that I have a son, I'm I, 
I'll be excited to take him to it. I hope he enjoys it. I hope he has a good time. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I can really say about it. I, I, I don't know how uh, I'm going to enjoy it, but as long as my son likes it, as long as you know the kids enjoy it, I think we just need to understand that this one is for them. Next, another big one, Figment Meet and Greet is now at Epcot at Journey to Imagination, the Journey to Imagination attraction at the end there. You can now finally meet Figment. Why this took so long? I, I don't know. Like, Why would this take so long for it to happen? I believe they had Wreck-It Ralph in there um, for the last few years. Like, Did they just think that more people would be drawn to Wreck-It Ralph? Figment's pretty popular. If you, like, They have to have known this. Why not just have a Figment meet and greet there all the time? You know, I saw a lot of the bloggers and, and pictures and stuff... You know, the first day that Figment was there, they said it was like a three-hour wait. And, you know, if you just would have waited two or three days, there's like a no, you just walk right in. It's a five-minute wait, you know. And I, I, I will say I kind of want to bring it up, and I don't want to be that guy. But I saw, I was, um, I, I'm, I, I'll name him. I'm pretty sure it's WDWNT. They were, like, blogging from there. They were doing the Figment meet and greet, and they were, you know, oh, it's a three-hour wait. They were posting pictures and videos, and I just thought it was a little weird that it didn't look like there was one kid in that line, which is fine. Like, if you want to meet your favorite character, that's fine. Now that I'm a dad, I just kind of look at things a little differently. So, like, let's fast forward a couple years. Let's say my son is a few years older. You know, he has, uh, you know, his favorite characters, and let's say his favorite character is Figment. And we're at Disney, and they just announced that now you can you can meet Figment at Journey into Imagination. I would be so excited. He would be so excited. I would be so pumped to finally let him be you know meet his favorite character. And then you walk to the attraction, and it's a three-hour wait. And you see that it's a three-hour wait because ninety percent of the people in line are grown adults. Ah, man, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think that would bother me. You know, it. I don't know. I, I get it because it was new. Now there's no wait, so it's not a big deal. But that just kind of bothered me a little bit. Like, I'm sorry if it's just coming off as, like, the old man in the room. Like, I don't know. I've never thought that way before. Like, I love meeting the characters. Like, I want to meet some of these characters. I would feel a little bad, though, if I'm, like, in this line with, like, a kid behind me um, and he's got to wait three hours because of me, you know? I just, I don't know. I would feel, I would feel a little bad about that. Like, he deserves to see his favorite character. He deserves to see this larger-than-life character that he believe he believes that that's Figment, you know. And I want to just you know try to keep that Disney magic for as long as possible for you know these young kids and you know have them be able to enjoy it a little bit more than me. But that was you know, my little take on it. You know, I'm excited. Uh, my mom's favorite character is Figment, um, so to see more Figment in the parks, I think, is a good idea. It's a classic character. He belongs, you know, in Epcot, and he, he needs to be seen more there. So that'll be cool. You can finally meet Figment. Illuminous, the nighttime show, will premiere on December 5th. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about this show. I know after Illuminations, I think they're just kind of searching for the next big thing that can kind of be a staple of Epcot at night and World Showcase and have a nighttime show. You know, uh, Illuminous, I don't know much about it, but... You know, we'll give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. Asha from Disney's Wish will be meeting guests at Epcot. That's the next bit of news. Again, I don't really know much about this one. Uh, and this kind of takes us to the biggest news at Epcot that I'm 
I'm, I'm excited, I'm anxious, I'm nervous. But they're going to be doing another re-theme to Test Track that will kind of circle back to, to the world of motion attraction. Now, I just have a, I have a lot of thoughts on this. This is interesting. You know, the new Test Track opened, I think it was 2013. 10 years it only lasted, and I wonder why. Like, with an attraction like this, I believe is still sponsored by Chevy. Were the Chevy executives, are, are they the ones that are like, hey, we feel like there could be more to this ride? Or is it Disney being like, hey, we, you know, we kind of just slapped something together here. We could do more. Let's do a rethink. Because it's test track. It's a huge attraction still. It's always drawing a, a, a large crowd. So I, it's not like the ride's hurting for, you know, riders. So it's interesting for them to do this now. Because it didn't necessarily need it now. Does it need one eventually? Yeah, I think so. Because I think as we all can kind of agree, like the original version was so much better. And I think Disney realizes that, the fact that they're going to try to, you know, pay homage to World of Motion, uh, which was the attraction that was there before Test Track, which is one I think I only rode like one time, and I don't have many memories of. But it's going to be interesting how they do it, because I, I'm, there's no way they change the actual track. So they're going to have to do it where like the first part of the ride is kind of like the slow moving, and then you, you know, you get to the art outdoor track and you you know hit the top speeds there so i wonder how they're going to do that like what's it going to be is it going to be like the first part of the ride is you know you're a uh you know just kind of going through the history of the automobile maybe and maybe when you get towards the end it's like talking about either you know fast muscle cars or race cars nascar something like that um that's gonna be interesting because even in the beginning there's like the parts where uh, you kind of go up and down throughout like the little track there's the scene where, you know, it used to be like where the, the analog, analog brakes, you would test out the brakes. So I wonder how they're going to do this. Um, I don't know. I, I, have, I have high hopes for this one. I really do. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting my hopes up that they do this one right. And it's Test Track. It's one of my all-time favorite attractions. And I just really hope they don't mess this up. Um, you know, I just talked about this queue uh, in the pre-show in, you know, a few episodes ago. Like... I thought it was always, you know, pretty fun, especially like your first couple of times there, like while you're waiting in line, you get to design the car that you're, you know, riding in. Uh, I would guess that that's probably going to go away as well. Um, but we'll see, you know, I, hopefully some more information will start to come out soon. I don't know when this timetable is, uh, but the fact that they announced it kind of seems like it's a done deal. So a new retheme coming to Test Track and uh, let's hope that they don't mess this one up. All right, let's move on to Hollywood Studios now. Really, the only information I have right now is that that new um, Star Wars character, is it Asuka, Ahsoka, will be added to Star Tours. I believe she's the one that just got a new show on Disney+. Plus. I, I think that's a new character. I'm sorry, I'm kind of out on all the Star Wars stuff, so I'm not really too sure. But, you know, adding her to Star Tours, I'm all for just kind of continuing uh, and updating that ride. So that'll be cool. But let's move on now to the other biggest news of the day of the entire D23 convention, Disney's Animal Kingdom. The first one, they announced that Zootopia, a Zootopia-themed show, will be replacing It's Tough to Be a Bug, the 3D show Inside the Tree of Life. And uh, this is one of those attractions, I feel like It's Tough to Be a Bug is always kind of overlooked. You know, maybe because it's at Animal Kingdom. But it's a it's a good show. 
it's a memorable show and it's a it's a bug's life i think in general kind of gets overlooked you know they just um you know ripped up and, and tore down the bug's life land at disneyland to make room for marvel it seems like it's one of those movies that's really not talked about a lot and not as mainstream you know there weren't any sequels there really wasn't much to it after the movie which is surprising i've always enjoyed it i've watched it it's it's on you know it'll be on um Freeform or Disney Plus, like we've watched it somewhat recently. It's a good movie. It still holds up. And the 3D show I thought was really good. It's a good show. They have the animatronics that help. The most iconic thing about that show is the bee stings. And I think that's what you, that's like that Disney magic. Like I, I went on that, I watched that 3D show and I was probably what, eight years old when it opened. I'm sure we saw it that first trip. I was terrified. For like the next few years, I would sit forward in my seat, scared to get stung by a bee absolutely hated that scene and i'm sure i'm not alone and um to make it even better it was inside the tree of life at the base there which was really cool just kind of standing in line there realizing whoa like we're underneath inside this this giant tree i thought was cool um and it made sense bugs inside a tree like that makes sense and now they're gonna make it zootopia um how does that really fit there i don't i don't know and they're gonna make zootopia a, a 3d show Again, that seems a little weird. Like, how are they going to do that? Like, if anything, Zootopia should have just been, like, a land. Like, a Zootopia-themed land. And then you could have, like... I don't know. You could have a 3D show in there or some sort of attraction. And, you know, meet and greet with the characters. But instead, they're just going to replace, a, you know, Bug's Life with Zootopia. It was a good movie. I like it. Again, that one was on, like, the other night. We watched it. Um, it's just interesting choice by Disney again. And we'll kind of get to it here with with the next point. Dinoland USA being replaced with South America and it will feature Encanto and Indiana Jones would be replacing the dinosaur attraction. This one hurts a lot. I absolutely love the dinosaur attraction. One of my all-time favorites. Dinoland USA I'm so nostalgic about. Like this one legitimately hurts. Like I am actually sad that Dinoland is going to be going away. Now I guess it's still technically a rumor but everything I've heard is that it's just a matter of time. Again, why do they, why does Disney constantly have to close popular attractions, favorite attractions, close those in order to make new ones? Just build an, an extension, make the, you know, Dino-Rama area, South America, you know, put Indiana Jones, put Indiana Jones ride at Hollywood Studios, get rid of the stunt show. Like, why do they have to continuously do this? Like, Dinosaur is a beloved attraction. It's an opening day attraction at Animal Kingdom. And just like that, it's being replaced by Indiana Jones, which, again, popular character. But it not it more popular with, like, our parents' generation? Like, my mom loves Indiana Jones. My dad loved those movies. The latest Indiana Jones movies have not been good. Have not been good box office-wise, review-wise. Harrison Ford, like, that was his last time playing Indiana Jones. Are they going to reboot the franchise now? Like, it's very interesting. I know they have an Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland, which is fun. But again, get rid of the Indiana Jones stunt show. I'm sorry, guys. I, I You guys know me. I don't like change at Disney. But the stunt show has been there long enough, and it's the same exact show. And a ride there, I think, would be great. You know, that way you can kind of... Um, you could build something new, keep it fresh. You're still keeping Indiana Jones inside Hollywood Studios, just changing it up a little bit. Um, and you can keep Dinosaur there. You can keep Dinoland and just expand. Like, 
I, I don't know. This is weird. It's like the first I, that they've brought up, you know, retheming a land. Um, you know, originally, I think last year they were talking about getting rid of dinosaur and making a Zootopia land, which, again, maybe that would fit even a little better than what they're doing. Um, you're, gonna, you're going to create a new South America land and just have um, Indiana Jones and maybe Encanto. And it's like, what? Encanto came out, what, two years ago and it's already getting an attraction? Isn't that a little weird to you guys? Like, Ratatouille, they just opened a Ratatouille attraction last year at Epcot. That movie came out in like 2004 or five. You know, they had to wait 20 years uh, to get that movie into the parks. Princess and the Frog came out in like 2008 or 2009. 2024, it's getting an attraction. And Kanto came out in like 2021, and it's already getting an attraction? Why is that? That's a little weird. Like, is it is Encanto that big of a franchise and a, a classic Disney movie that it deserves an attraction already? I don't think so. Again, it was a good movie. You know, maybe... I don't know. Maybe eventually you want to put something, but it just seems a little soon. I don't know. I don't get it. I think, you know, Disney is trying to put some more of its franchises and characters, the IP, as I call it, into Animal Kingdom, which, frankly, it bothers me. Because if you really think about it, Animal Kingdom was the park that was, like, the most original. You know, all the other parks, they're putting in, you know, as much movie franchises characters you know epcot's got frozen and ratatouille and um you know magic kingdom it's they have a lot of themed attractions in hollywood studios and animal kingdom you have exhibition everest original attraction kilimanjaro safari original attraction uh kali river rapids original attraction dinosaur was countdown to extinction which was an original attraction really all they did was change the name and put a clip of the movie Dinosaur into the ride. But that's, come on, let's be honest. That's pretty much an original attraction as well. And now they're going to be getting rid of, uh, you know, most of these and replacing it with an Encanto-themed ride, an Indiana Jones-themed ride, a Zootopia-themed ride. It's just, it's just another way of Disney, you know, getting more of its characters and franchises into the park. And Animal Kingdom, you know, up until this point, uh, had the least amount. But I don't know. I'm going to... I guess I'm going to hold out some hope um, that they keep Dino Land and Dinosaur. I just, I don't know. It's when I think of Animal Kingdom, like that's what I think of. I can picture myself walking through Dino Land USA, uh, walking around that dinosaur area, going on that dinosaur ride. Um, that's like my earliest memory of Animal Kingdom. You know, back when it first opened, there really wasn't that much. There was no Expedition Everest. There was no Pandora, you know, so that's what I remember the most, the Boneyard, you know, I don't know. We'll see what they do. I guess they have a little ways to go, but the fact that this rumor is coming back again, um, I do believe it's just a matter of time before Dinosaur is gone. And that's that's really unfortunate because they could realistically keep it um, and just build around it, expand around it. But, you know, that's Disney. They're going to do what they want to do. They see Indiana Jones as a bigger franchise, a, a bigger opportunity to draw people in. You know, maybe Dinosaur isn't that popular. It feel, to me, it, it seems like there's a lot of you guys that kind of think like me. Like, I, I love Dinosaur. I think it's a very fun ride. It's, it's unique. It's not a coaster. It's not a dark ride. It's kind of a combination. We really don't have a lot of rides like that, and I think that's why it, it's pretty cool. So I'm going to hope that they keep it, but uh, I think it's just a matter of time, guys. 
that pretty much wraps up all the big news uh, for the parks, at least by the time I'm recording this. You know, maybe they'll release some more. The only other thing I kind of saw um, was that uh, it looks like they're going to continue forward with the plan to build a new vacation club resort at Fort Wilderness. I believe that's the one that was going to be called Reflections. It was, if you remember, this was right around the time of COVID. Uh, it was going to be a, uh, a vacation club resort there. They had the, the drawings up. It was like Pocahontas and some other like um, Disney you know, character animals. Um, it was going to be at Fort Wilderness. And it got scrapped uh, when COVID happened and the pandemic and everything shut down. But it sounds like now they have approval to kind of go forward with it. And again, here's Disney building another vacation club resort, which is crazy to me. They just keep cranking out these vacation clubs. Man, it, you, remember when there was only like one or two, like how much of an exclusive club it was to be a D Disney vacation club member? Now they're popping up everywhere. Fort Wilderness, Polynesian. Um, you know, I, I do kind of feel like it takes away from some of those original resorts. Um, but, you know, what what is... It doesn't matter what I think, you know, Disney sees it as money. That's where they make their money. People pay money and a lot of it to stay at those hotels. You know, why would Disney care about saving the the dinosaur ride when they could, uh, you know, make more money and uh, build a new hotel? So that's like the only other news I kind of got. But that pretty much wraps up this episode D23. Again, I'm just going to, I just covered all the Disney Park stuff, all the Disney World stuff, because that's what this podcast is mostly about. Uh, and to be honest, I didn't really look into it much this year. I don't know what movies are announced. I didn't. I didn't hear anything about Disney Plus, Marvel, Star Wars. Uh, so I just kind of kept my focus on Disney World and, and the stuff coming here. That wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys as always for listening. Remember to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Disney World Today. My DMs on Instagram are always open. Feel free to stop by and say hi. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have ideas for the show. Please send them my way. Top 10 list, rankings, just episode ideas. Um, originally, I was going to do a, uh, an episode uh, based on a suggestion from one of you guys, but the D23 stuff was coming out, so I'm going to push that back. I think that'll be next week. Also, uh, if you can, subscribe. Leave me a rating, a review. If you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. And if you'd like to support me, support the podcast, buy me a cup of coffee, you could do so. My link is in my Spotify homepage or my Instagram bio. Speaking of Spotify, I added all of the Disney Park music I've uploaded into a playlist. So if you go to my Instagram, um, you'll be able to find that link. Or if you follow me on Spotify, you'll be able to find that playlist that has all the songs on there in one playlist. You can just kind of go through and listen to all of them. I'm just going to wrap it up. Another quick little outro. I got a busy schedule. You know, dad life now, right? You, you guys know what I'm talking about. Everyone who's listening, who's a parent... Hats off to you guys. It's uh, it's a, it's tough. It's definitely tough. I get like, I don't even know, three, four hours of sleep a night. Uh, but it is what it is. It's all worth it. I'm not going to complain too much. I'm, uh, I'm happy. He's happy. He's healthy. Mom's happy. Mom's healthy. So that's all that matters to me. So thank you guys for listening. Have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay warm. Stay cool. Whatever it is you're doing. Um, I hope I was able to bring a little Disney magic to you. Um, shout out if you're doing uh, a little cardio right now at the gym, uh, get a good pump in for me. I, I'm taking a little break from the gym feeling, I'm definitely feeling a little small. So, uh, once mom gets cleared to resume uh, working out, I think we're gonna be hitting the gym together 
and uh, I can't wait. I got my gym outfit all picked out. Got some new supplements, so I'm be rocking and rolling. So that's all I got. You guys take care. And always remember, it all started with a mouse. Yeah.